This podcast is made possible by supporters like you. Mahalo. And by Atlas Insurance Agency, Hawaii's largest professional agency, helping Hawaii navigate insurance solutions since 1929. More at atlasinsurance.com. Hello, my kako. Welcome to a new episode of What's Going On? Start every conversation with that question. I'm Ron Mizutani, and today we're going to be featuring another October spooktacular story. And like last week's episode about the haunted Hale Mokihana Tower at UH Manoa, where, by the way, I lived as a freshman when I was in college, this one also hits very close to home. Let's just say it was a, a very popular spot to take your girlfriend back in the day. <laughs> We're talking about the old Wailai Drive-In Theater. Welcome back to Lopaka Kapunui. Lopaka grew up around old Hawaiian legends and ghost stories from his family, his ohana today. He is Hawaii's best ghost storytellers who leads walking ghost tours with Mysteries of Hawaii on Oahu. Aloha, Lopaka. Welcome back to the program. Aloha. Always good to be back. So much fun. Good to have you here, you and your marauder pride. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Waipahu High School... Waipahu High School's own. Own, <laughs> among others. <laughs> Amongst others, yeah. Welcome back, Lopaka. And again, thank you for being here on on, on uh, what's become a, hopefully a tradition here at PBS Hawaii in October. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and many, many others. You know, this one goes, this story goes way back. I mean, be, be, beyond statehood, mm-hmm. right? Um, located at Wailai Avenue and uh, the 21st Avenue as well, the old Wailai Drive-In, opened back in 1956. Wow. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor in Elephant Walk and James Stewart in The Naked Spur. That was, a, that was the first movies there. Um, it was uh, operated by the old Royal Theater. 790 cars could fit there, vehicles. Wow, yeah. And boy, lots of good memories. I used to watch Bruce Lee movies over there. I, I can still remember all the movies that I went there. Um, but I always sensed, felt something was, was different there. Right, right. Tell me about it. So uh, there's so many avenues to, to get to where we need to go. So um, I'll say this. <clears throat> May 17th, uh, 1956. Uh, it's a double feature. Two Oscar winners, Love Slaves of the Amazon and Monolith Monsters. <laughs> and so according to the article from Bob Krause, during one of those movies, boyfriend, girlfriend in the car, girlfriend really got to go to the bathroom. So she goes and she's taking a while. The boyfriend's kind of wondering what's going on. So short story, uh, the girlfriend gets back to the car and she's just all bust up, scared, crying. She says to the boyfriend, she went into the bathroom, went to the stall, did her business, came out and said at the sink, washing her hands methodically and very slowly, her head down like this, and hair in front of her face is what looks like a Japanese woman in a white kimono. And the girl is kind of nervous and is looking at the, uh, the woman like this and washing her hands and, you know, drying the hands like this. And when she's ready to leave, she says, the woman in the, uh, the white kimono stands up like this, head still down, hair in front of the face, and actually grabs her hair like this, yanks it back, and no face. No face. No features. face. An orb of flesh. <laughs> and so that became what is now urban legend, part fact, 
the faceless woman of the old YLI drive-in. So this this wahine was was Japanese, as far as we could tell, with the kimono. Yeah. Oftentimes yeah. we we hear of a white uh, dress. We we think of pele. We think of mm-hmm. of something else. But in this case, uh, Japanese, Japanese Japanese wahine. Yeah. Where was I mean? Gosh, there's so much to talk about. Like you said, yeah. the cemetery next door, and now it's been replaced by this very you know luxury, if you will, community. Gated. I mean, you can't even get through there unless yeah. you know somebody. But going back, th- these these in- events and incidents, they continued and they repeated themselves in different ways, but almost very similar. You'd hear stories of people who had seen something at the at the, uh, especially in the bathroom or near the uh, where you used to go buy your you know your old popcorn and stuff back in, back in the day, or sometimes while sitting in the car, right? You know, watching the movie. And for those of you who don't know what Ron and I are talking about, this was a time where you could drive into this big parking lot, 700-foot screen at the end, and you had this thing you had to put onto your window, right? Yep. And adjust your radio station, and that was that was the sound. It was your audio. Yeah. Oh, I miss those days. Yes. <laughs> so and, and sometimes you get one that don't work, <laughs> and you don't, like, break your, your window, so you, you can only leave it up so high, but you know you get spirits walking around, so you <laughs> yeah. don't, like... Boy, that was the same at the po- old Pali uh, Drive-In Theater as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. That was the same thing. That Sunset out at uh, Waipahu. Waipahu side. Those were um, very popular, obviously, through the years. And But Wailai was different from many of the others because of its its environment. And the cemetery is, I'd imagine, as old as when it first opened. Was the cemetery there already? It was there already. Yeah. And I think also a, a, a mini golf course. And the cemetery is still there. <laughs> uh, you said a mini golf course was at, in there? At one point, a mini golf course. Near the drive-in? If I'm not mistaken, it actually might have been before the drive-in. Why, why, why is that? I mean, I don't want to say because of the cemetery. That doesn't necessarily mean it's haunted area, but not say haunted. <laughs> there's, there's, there's visitors and people who still right. are there, but spirits, etc. But what, what was it that, about that area that made it so... Special. I think it's the background story, and um, so about two thousand two thousand one, um, I was already uh, doing the the Ghost Hunters bus tour. Um, that's the one that the, my boss Glenn Grant <coughs> specifically trained me to take over, and he was still around at that time. And one of the first stops that we leave Mo'ili'ili is the parking lot of the Times at Kahala. And basically, that's where I tell all the faceless woman stories, you know, the personal encounters. And before we go back on the bus, I tell people, you know, right now, take bathroom break, you know, go over there, get snacks, you know, give you about 10 minutes. And so the crowd is dispersing. And I noticed this old Japanese lady, and the hair is like, you know, in a bob, and it's kind of like blue color. And she has a, a kapilani bowl, uh, bowling shirt on and Bermuda shorts and, and, you know, the slippers. And I looked at her and she's coming toward me as people are <clears throat> going to get their snacks. And she says to me, eh, she goes, you know, you're telling that story the wrong way. I said, oh, wh- what do you mean? Did I, did I offend you? She goes, no, no, no. She said, actually, what, what happened is I went and grew up over here. And she said, me and my friend, high school, good friends. And we always talk about, you know, how we going to get married, what we going to wear, because high school girls... 
And I always told her, I go and get fancy wedding gown. We go and get married, you know, uh, in Waikiki. And my friend tell me, oh, my wedding, I want to be simple. Just me in a white summer yukata. Someplace very simple, not too many people. And after school, after high school, they graduate, they lose touch. And she said, she heard that her friend married this, this handsome young Japanese man. They had five kids. And then all of a sudden, the, the husband died. And when the husband died, this is how the woman found out that the husband came from money in Japan, but he wanted to come to Hawaii just to make it on his own. And <clears throat> with all this money, she said, I think my friend became greedy because she stopped coming to Tanomoshi. And the Tanomoshi is when everybody get together, you know, put the money for credit. And then all of a sudden, one day, she said in Wailai, across the street, there's my friend in her kimono. And I, I run across the street and I tell her, hey, you know hot wear that kind? And you know what she told me? She says, I wear it because I can, and you know can. Oh, what one happened to her? She comes so high maka maka. Come to find out, the kids kind of had it with the mom because, you know, she's getting carried away with having all this money. So the kids went to the accountant and planned to get some of the money for themselves so they can move mainland, go away from the mom. The accountant takes the rest of the money. Now the woman is broke. And so when she finally desperately comes back to the Tanomoshi, this woman tells me, everybody at the Tanomoshi tells her friend, you cannot come anymore. We found out what happened with your husband after he died, the money, and then the kids. You have dishonored your husband. And the fact you cannot control your kids even worse. And before she left that Tanomoshi, the people told her, you've lost face. <laughs> and she said, all of a sudden, I hear these stories about this, this ghost, this spirit at the drive-in. No more face. She said, I think that's my friend. That's, I believe, <laughs> I believe. Um, interesting though, you know, um, so the, the Wailai closed in 86. I remember, I, I, I remember because I looked this up, the, the movie was uh, Young Sherlock Holmes. And for the longest time, they left that title yep. on the board, you know, after they closed even. And eventually it made way, that space, because it was huge, very huge lot, obviously very uh, expensive property, it made way for this this community. And um, I remember revisiting the community once because uh, I was starting to do some of my own little stories of where where is it now, right? And then, um, you know, by then the, the community had been built and uh, there was literally a security guard where you cannot go past the gate. It opens up like this, you know, lush property. And the guy told me, First of all, oh, you can't go in there unless you know someone or invited. And I had my camera with me from KHON at the time. So it was obviously I wasn't invited. He said, but I can tell you, this place is no good. <laughs> and all kinds of stuff happens behind that gate. And he was a Samoan guy. And I said, well, you know the history behind some of this. And he says, no, but I see my own stuff. Mm. And um, everybody thought it was because of the cemetery, but it, it goes way beyond that, I think. I even, um, around that same time, uh, oh, you know her, Cheryl, Cheryl uh, Turbyville. Yes. <laughs> we went to go talk to some of the families who live in that area. We spoke to the Tuxera family. And the daughter said at one time or another, they all worked at the old Wailai drive-in. 
And I think they had two big Great Danes that used to get out and run around the park. Yes, <laughs> totally remember that. Yeah. I totally remember that. So they all said, yeah, that was our dog. So, you know, people making out, and here's the big head of the, <laughs> the Great Danes. But they told us, they said, you know, we never encountered anything ourselves. But uh, I think the father is the one who said, but I do know that there was a heiau in this place. That's what I was... Yeah. It was, that's what I was told. Um, and somebody didn't respect that area. Yep. And desecrated it in, in a way that cannot be forgiven. Yeah. And it, I think that's also the reason why there is, at one time in the mid-90s, there was a peak in car accidents in that place as well. You know, really bad car accidents. Is it too late? I mean, I mean, now you have homes there, and million-dollar homes in that area. Is it too late to apologize? Well, speaking only for myself, um, when I get calls for house cleansings, not right. blessings, uh, those are usually in that same area. Mm -hmm. And so the last place I went to, uh, the person showed me the, the back door to the house, and he said there's night marchers and everything coming right through there. And so you know how... Those old houses, the back door, get get the sliding lock thing over mm -hmm. here, like, you know, eye level. Eye level. Uh, the one on that door was, like, close to the floor. And I said, oh, this is strange. Why is it over here? He goes, my grandpa never explained. He just made it like this. And all he said is, so when the kupuna come through, you know, more easy for open. My friend asked his grandpa, why? He said, don't you have to, like, up here so you can open them? No, makes sense. And his grandfather told him, because when they're coming, you have to lie down. Mm -hmm. And so I open them like this, open the door, they come Let through. Let them through. Yeah. Chicken skin, bro. <laughs> Lot, lots of chicken skin stories. So now you have, uh, again, a, a beautiful community. You have Zippies right there. <laughs> you have First Hawaiian Bank in the area. Uh, but you still have this. And it, I got to say, it's a well-maintained cemetery. For an older cemetery, it's not one of those overgrown, yeah. uh, you know, where, where stones, tombstones are, are dilapidated or even broken. Somebody takes good care of that area. Yeah, the caretaker lives uh, more toward the back. Mm -hmm. So it's very well maintained. Um, some of the wait staff at that Zippies also have told me about strange things going on in the Zippies. You know, and a lot of times they'll think it's customers sitting in the booth and, you know, come by and uh, take the order, and the person's not there. And they said this is on nights when it's like, you know, half empty, just sporadic groups of people. But they know they sat the, the two couple, uh, the couple there. They, they know they talked to them. You know, okay, when you make up your mind to come back, they come back, take the order. Gone. Gone. <laughs> so speaking of Zippy's businesses, and not to, not to <laughs> freak anybody out about visiting, you know, Zippy's and eating the, the food there, Right across the street is Kahala Mall. Yeah. So there have been stories that the Kahala Theater is also has visitors. Yeah. Um, and I've, folks may remember the big storm that, that hit that area that really did massive damage to East Honolulu, Ainahaina. But it was the theaters that really got drenched and dumped on. I mean, yeah. you know, flooded, yeah. literally flooded. Ooh, look, I'm getting goosebumps. Sorry. <laughs> uh, ooh. Okay, maybe I shouldn't be speaking about this, but oh no, yeah, yeah. Um, but Kahala Theaters too is what I was told has presence. So I've had uh, the people who worked at the theaters uh, during that time, and 
they told me the theater that got hit the worst was theater number six. And so they told me traditionally theater number six is where you see the woman with no face. And they said normally it's when the last movie is playing just before you know, the lights go on, the last credits rolling. And they said the fifth row toward the front on the left. So many times, you know, they're in there cleaning up all the rubbish. Oh my gosh, I'm and getting goosebumps, sorry. They see what they think is this homeless woman, uh -huh. you know, kind of sleeping like this, white hair, and clothes all, all bust up. And they said, before they go to touch her and say, you know, mama, auntie, tutu, you know, theater closing, right before they touch her, she goes like this, it's up, looks like that, no face. No face. Or before, when they had curtains along the walls, uh, one Samoan boy who worked there said, you know, nothing strange, he's cleaning up, ready to go outside, and he looks uh, the curtains on the wall, he said, somebody's standing behind the curtains pushing it out like this. And so he thought it was one of the guys making trouble, so he went up to the curtain, like, you know, false cracked the curtain, punched the concrete, opened the curtain, there's only this much space between the curtain and the wall. You know, so who was there making like this? Nobody was there. Kahala, uh, eight plex, so theater six. Theater number six. <laughs> Make a note of that one. <laughs> I guess, and not to make jokes, but because I, I'm not, I'm not, I ever want to disrespect, but she's still interested in watching movies then. Uh, yeah. yeah, the downstairs bathroom uh -huh. by the escalator. And more than one person who worked at Macy's told me that they've, they've seen her in there too. At Kahala Mall. At Kahala Mall. So I cannot take you guys there to talk about this. Sure. Because that's why security banned me. But we can go and I can treat you to popcorn. <laughs> right. But we cannot talk about I'll this. Go pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go pass. I'll go pass. Before we, we wrap this one up, this, is, this one is, uh, like I said, hit close to home because I spent many nights at Wild Eye Drive-In. Yeah. Um, and I did watch the movies, by the way. Um, <laughs> you, you said something about Kapiolani Bo that made me yeah. chuckle <laughs> because people are like, Kapiolani Bo, what is that? Yeah. There was a bowling alley on the corner of Kapiolani and what is now Ward. Yeah. Yeah. It was right in the corner there. And today it's a luxurious yeah. you know, condominium. But Kapilani Bull was right there in the corner there across from the old Neil Blaisdell. Well, back then they called it HIC. Yeah. And Kapilani Bull was the place to go. They had incredible teriyaki steak right at the uh, the oh, fountain over there. Oh, I can smell them now. Oof. Yeah. Good stuff. Kapilani Bull. So and right next door had a bar. Yeah. That's where everybody went in between lanes. Right. <laughs> in between, in between the strikes. Somebody asked me one time, um, you know, how come, why would a Mujina be haunting a, an old drive-in and a shopping mall? And I said, you know, uh, as far as I understand, Mujina are like shapeshifters. I said, but we're, what we're specifically talking about is something called no parable. So it's, you know, this being that appears with a face that's an orb of flesh. And their job is to basically pretend to be in distress. And a lot of times it seems like a, a young woman crying. And the point of all that is for you to go over there and ask them if anything's okay, if they need help. And they just keep crying and crying and suddenly they're turning like this and they're, you know, they're going to hug you or expect sympathy. And then when you finally look at them, there's no face. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. So my, uh, my mom's second husband from Ni'ihau, uh, he came from this prefecture in Niigata, and he said in that prefecture there's those yes. stories as well. Yes, yeah. I'm familiar with Niigata. They, they actually have good whiskey over there. <laughs> oh, 
you know, this is going to devolve into food <laughs> and drink. <laughs> I'm digressing, but yeah, Nigata. Hey, uh, I believe, I believe. Uh, by the way, uh, while I drive in, um, again, Young Sherlock Holmes uh, is, was the last film shown there, but apparently uh, there's still very much uh, presence in that area. Believe it or not, <laughs> I do. Mahalo nui for joining us, folks. Join us next week, another episode of What School You Went. Until then, ahui ho. What School You Went is a PBS Hawaii production. Music by Taimane Gardner. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And tell your friends. You can find us on pbshawaii.org and everywhere you get your podcasts.